War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. The problem with your heating system? Call R.E. Coogan Heating today, 401 732 6562 24-hour emergency service gas boiler oil burner coogan heating 401-732-6562 they're helpful trustworthy reliable explore their services look for them on facebook and the website is recooganheating.com residential services as coogie says let us into your home don't fix it alone plumbing heating and cooling from winter to summer Trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls, maintenance agreements, installation, RE Coogan Heating, proud to help residential customers, and they pride themselves making customer service and satisfaction a top priority. Call them today. Now it's cold, it's going to remain cold. Call Coogan Heating today, 401 732 6562. It's Coogie, it's 24 hour emergency service. Hey, not long ago, our hot water tank gave out. What did I do? Did I panic? Did I try to fix it? I called Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. It is Monday. Hope everyone had a nice weekend. Saturday was uh, just delightful weather yesterday uh not as much but still and also very exciting uh celtic win and then the celtics have a big game tonight on this monday april 25th folks this portion of the program brought to you by pr landscape materials and garden center boy they were jammed on saturday you owe it to yourself take a ride to rhode island's number one garden center stop it and see them 3688 quaker lane in north kingstown locally run family owned steve and debbie and junior folks it's pr landscape materials and garden center tremendous selection pansy flats pansy bags spring is such a great time do some planting hangers and bowls all assorted colors plus tulips hyacinthias daffodils where do you see the hydrangeas hydrangeas to me they just sometimes can make a yard make a property it's pr landscape materials and garden center and with their hydrangeas blue white and pink they have landscape materials such as screen loom black brown hemlock mulch crushed stone look for them on facebook it's pr landscape materials and garden center 3688 quaker lane in north kingstown right off of route four rhode island's number one garden center they're waiting for you they're open every day stop in and see them folks i also want to draw your attention to the website dipetro.com we have some stories up now over the weekend a lot of there were protests against this state senator sam bell this uh, vaccine bill that he has put forward that basically in essence would start to uh, penalize people and then not only would be if you you're not vaccinated 16 and up that you'd get a uh, you'd be charged every single month plus it would affect your taxes plus wherever you you work your your job that is a uh, state senator sam bell he has um put this forward some people have tried to peel off from it a little bit but um he certainly made a name for himself by doing it, it shows good insight there were some protests over the course of the weekend got some media coverage they were in greenville in smithfield on uh, on saturday and then also uh they ended up at the providence home of state senator sam bell and i know there's been some pushback because uh the past few months i believe starting in february he started to really highlight that he is a young child that uh had some health uh challenges health challenges i'm not sure if they s still do uh, but he he's not shy about sharing that with people putting it out there making everyone know uh and aware that he does have this young child and then there were a number of people saying you know how dare they can't protest he has a child well he he makes no bones about putting it out there letting everyone know about that and i thought there was a great line of someone saying you know he uses it as both a shield and a weapon he said he was introducing this legislation because he has a, a young son that has some health challenges and no one 
uh, obviously wants that. And then at the same time, though, he, he, he feels like you can't criticize him because of the same reason. So I, I thought that was pretty well he, um, established the way he uses it as both a, a shield and as a weapon. Folks, it's on the website, dipetro.com, which is brought to you by Brood Awakenings. Stop it and see them. What are you doing right now? They're open uh, breakfast and lunch and then into the afternoon. Two locations in Johnston. And then there are also Bald Hill Road and Warwick and Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. I love it there. You're going to love it there. The, discover the brood difference at Brood Awakenings. Now, I also have a story up that there's an interesting dynamic playing out right now. And that has to do with Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. And right now, with the field that we have, both if you notice in other states, right, where they have uh, May primaries, June primaries, they already have debates going. Now, Rhode Island, our primary is not until September. But in the past, Channel 12, they've done debates in May, in June, and there's a question right now of whether or not Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, is he going to take part in the debates? Now, I'm hearing, and I have it, you can read all about it on the website, petro.com. I'm hearing that there's two schools of thought, that they're basically trying to do, uh, with tell the media, well, you know, we don't like the coverage of which it's been, and if that stays the way it does, then we're not going to take part in a debate, and why would we do that? And you've been unfair, and so therefore, you know, we're going to wait and see and see what the coverage is. Uh, that's number one. Number two, there's some element of, for them, and I kind of almost could understand this, they think that it's possible. I don't think it's going to happen, but they think, well, you know, why would we debate if if we wait that this FBI probe could finish regarding the McKee administration? Then... You know, if he got hammered in a debate, if he did one, say, in, in June, um, and then he's vindicated, all the people would remember was that he got hammered in that in that debate. So I understand that they're saying, well, we, we want to wait and see what happens, because if he's cleared in this FBI investigation, meaning Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, well, then he's saying well then i i would definitely want it to be because then i could say listen i told you there was nothing there there was nothing there blah 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 onward upward feels uh like he is teflon but the the problem is does the media wait that long now in in our area let's face it the the station that really has carved out a niche for themselves and that is wpri channel 12 and they started that they've been doing you know and they go to great lengths they utilize the PPAC. They have that PPAC stage, and uh, they put a lot into it. Um, there, there are other debates. Channel 10 tends to do something a little more low-key. Uh, Channel 10, they experimented a little bit, especially in, in 2010 when Channel 10, they did, you know, they were doing, they did the one at Rhode Island College, I believe, that was uh, with a live audience. Uh, and then the PPAC is the live audience. But sometimes the television stations they resort to doing something maybe a little more low-key. Channel 6 even did a um, gubernatorial debate, I think, of Roger Williams. So, But Channel 12, they seemingly, Ted, uh, Tim White, Ted Nisi, they seem to put a lot into it. And, you know, they, they kind of have almost a formula down a little bit of, of how they do it. They execute them very well. So the problem is that that is the station seemingly that Governor McKee has the biggest problem with. Now, he feels that they have been overly aggressive in their coverage of him. They feel, you know, he was upset the way that they had a story uh, about the McKee administration, and they were kind of running a tease about it all weekend. He didn't like the way that went. So a problem has developed where the station that seemingly does the most debates and puts the most into doing these debates, which is Channel 12, that's the, the station he has the biggest problem with. So... That's a problem. That is, without question, a problem. I don't know how that gets resolved. I will tell you, I don't believe the stations should play along. Here's what I think. If Channel 12 wants to do a gubernatorial debate in June, they should do one. If Governor McKee does not want to show up, then he doesn't show up. Now, I believe what I've heard, the McKee people saying, if you do that and you do the empty podium, then you can forget it. That will, boom, blow up the relationship. That will... Then we're, then we're not doing a debate in August, September. If you wait, you know, we maybe you want to, but if, if you wait, 
Maybe we'll do it in late August, early September. But if you do that debate and have the empty podium for Governor McKee, you know, we go to Governor McKee, empty podium. Governor McKee chose not to be here. Let's go back to Nellie Gorbea. Question. And then they go to Matt Brown. Question. Then they go to Helena Folks. Question. Let's go to Governor McKee, empty podium. Um, it, it gets old after a while when you do that. There are people that sometimes choose not to. And then a news outlet will say then we're going to go with the the empty chair or the empty podium, so to speak. But um, but that, that, see, that's the problem that you face right now. And it's a little bit, I don't want to say a game of chicken, but I believe that, that there's no guarantee that August, September, that he would debate. Uh, they may weigh out if they got up, you know, let's just say they feel if the election were held, he wins by 10 points. Well, then... Then the other side, Nellie Gobea, Helena Folks, Matt Brown, then they're looking for some reason to change the dynamic of the race that I, I don't know. I mean, it's I don't think anyone knows right now. The McKee people could say that we're willing to take the gamble, say, listen, I don't feel I was treated fair by the media. I've been available. I've been out there. I've been doing interviews, but I just didn't feel that I was going to be treated fairly. And so therefore, I'm not going to do it. And uh, I, I don't know if it would be successful. But standing there on a stage for 90 minutes, getting pounded, you can't leave. Once you're in, you know, it's like an airplane ride. You know, you're not getting off till the plane lands. Uh, you can't just stop and get off at, at the next stop. Uh, so then once he'd be buckled in on that debate stage, he's, he's not going anywhere. And they may decide that it's not worth the risk of how that could look. So that is interesting you can read the story on the website which is petro.com and folks don't forget petro.com which is brought to you by the coincid inn 226 coincid avenue west warwick a great meal they're waiting for you at the coincid inn you're listening to the john DePetro show on DePetro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's a.m 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website petro.com it's time for our segment politics this week joining me he is the managing editor anchorising.com it is our friend justin katz justin i'd like to start off with boy uh, state senator sam bell uh with the election coming up in november and i recognize where he lives in providence i don't think the republican party has had a lot of success perhaps they could convince an independent to run but the uh bill that basically became public that people started to learn about talk about last week um, it's had just a lot of different ramifications for it. Got a lot of generated, a lot of talk. There were protests that I covered over the course of the weekend. But just so people understand, this is um, some, somehow seemingly, uh, and, it, and it's almost hard to believe that this, this where we are right now in the pandemic, which is you know springtime and the numbers are way down and masks are off and so forth. But he he's going to another level where he is introducing or trying to introduce legislation. Granted, it's in a committee where he would start penalizing those and fining those, not only who don't have it, but also would affect their income tax. It would also uh, be a monthly fine there. If you're an employer and you have someone who's not vaccinated, $5,000 a month. And, uh, and starting as, as young as age 16, and then even as a provision that if they feel that the vaccines are safe enough, he'd like to lower it to age 10. Um a lot of fallout. The progressives are on board with this, and then some other stragglers came along. So I'd like to at least start off just hear some of your initial thoughts on this known as Senator Sam Bell bill. Yeah, well, the, the one amazing thing about it is it, it's sometimes, I mean, I've read a lot of legislation, some of it crazy. One of, the, it's one of the more depressing things I used to have to do as a job was read all the legislation, just knowing that there were people in office who wanted some of this crazy stuff. But very often that would be just the sponsor would be the only person on the bill. That was, that was it, because they couldn't find a single other person, or maybe they put yep. it in to satisfy some donor or something. This was a, was a, at least, you know, they typically show five or six names on the bill itself, and then you have to go to the state house to find out who else might have signed on to it. But this had the full six. So this wasn't just, you know, some one fringe senator putting in something crazy. This was actually, right. I mean, it was, I'm sure it, it was going nowhere at the end of the day, the Senate let alone the House wasn't going to pass this, and the House has no com companion bill. But the idea that even five other senators, uh, some of them in places like, you know, I think West Warwick and 
Portsmouth uh, signed on and signed on to this and Cranston as well. Uh, it shows you either they're, they're extremely radical or they really, they don't take their jobs very seriously, you know, cause you cannot read a bill like this and think, Oh, that's okay. Uh, so it's a, it's a shockingly horrible bill. And so it's encouraging that it did get start to get some pushback. Um, and some of those, those senators have take have promised to remove their names from the list. Uh, they, they still ought to all lose office. Just, it's just an unacceptably, uh, totalitarian bill, uh, which you don't put past somebody like Sam Bell, which is why it's been surprising he's been office all along. I mean, this is what he's a he's a full on socialist. He's he, he does not he he thinks the Democrats in Rhode Island, the Providence Journal, they are all to him horrifyingly conservative. I think is how he puts yep. it. Or, uh, he likes that adjectives like that, ter- yeah. terrifying, horrifying, uh, and so he is so out there. There's no way a guy like that should be in office, but he is. And it's, it's good to see him get a little of that, a little of that attention uh, that, he, that he richly deserves. Kind of, if only as a lesson to others, like we you just cannot be a, a Soviet socialist in modern America. It just shouldn't be accepted. He also says, in, uh, and I recognize a lot of people are unfamiliar with him, but start to learn more about him. He certainly has been at odds with the, you know, the leadership of the Senate, Senate President Dominic Ruggiero. But Justin, he plays also a different angle. Um, it's interesting. If, if you look at his social media, he, his pinned tweet, and I recognize that everyone's on Twitter, but a lot of times pinned tweet, uh, it can be different things for different people. A lot of times it could be maybe someone put out, you know, tweeted something that, that like really took off and had huge impact. It could be something significant of a job change he has february 14th you know that's we're, we're almost about to enter may here update on my son and apparently he has a a young uh, son and had some uh, challenges i i think some some kind of difficulty and publishes kind of a long thing but then not only does he have that now that was quote update you'd think that maybe there'd be more of a recent update. I mean, because, you know, we are now, it's, it's, it's more than two months ago, but he used the occasion to invoke the health of his son and then also immediately starts posting that not only is he getting negative email, but that they're supposedly now, we don't see the email, we don't even see, it doesn't look like email form, it just looks like someone typing a message, but that they, they're invoking and many of his, some of his defenders over the weekend, because of the protests, were like, you know, how dare you? His son is sick, and he's got a sick son. And that, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts on, and I think uh, Nicole Sala said it well. They they, they use it as both as both a a wep, as a uh, a shield and a bullet. You know, I know what's best. I am introducing this to protect my son. So mentions the son how do you mention the son but he was actually justifying the legislation because he apparently has a young child who has some health challenges yeah there's a there's a lot there they've got the the progressives have this defense mechanism down where they're allowed to do they've they've established somehow they're allowed to do whatever and you're not to defend against it because you're evil and your your opinions don't count so the first thing is the the people showing up at his house. And now I don't yeah. like the tactic, but that's a progressive tactic. They've been doing that's that right. now for years. And we've talked yeah. about it when it happened before and said, this is a bad step. Don't go this way. Uh, let people have their homes. Uh, but you can't have it, one, have it one way. If that is the standard, uh, whether it was uh, one of the first ones I saw was a, a representative who, in state representative who supported uh, gun rights or something like that. And the progressives went to his house, left signs all over his yard yeah, uh, and, and really uh, rang his doorbell. And then governor Raimondo came in for her share of it. If that's the standard, that's got to be the standard. I mean, yeah. there, there's a limit. I mean, shooting people is, is too far. Right. You don't do, but, but, but showing up at somebody's house, that's got to be the standard. And somebody like Bell, who is fully on board with that sort of behavior, has to accept that if he puts in legislation, then he's going to have to deal with people on his yard. And that, I mean, that leads to the, the angry emails he's been posting, some of which, you know, I wouldn't put it past him I, to, to fabricate some of these things or past other progressives to send them to him in order to post as if here's the hate mail I'm getting. Uh, some of it's pretty out there. But once you, once you attract national attention for something so dramatically uh, affecting other people's rights and, and threatening really their livelihoods uh, and their ability to pay their bills 
over your ideological vaccine fetish, that opens the door. You're going to get angry people in a, in a nation of 300 something million people. Some of them are going to send you nasty emails. And so it's, you know, it's, I don't condone that, but it's, you know, you, you, you took the job. And so I, I think he's probably just trying to capitalize on, on that as, as a self-defense mechanism. And, and lastly, the, uh, the idea of his son, as you, exactly as you say, is the, the both a shield and a weapon. I mean, he, he's saying that I have a special insight into this because of my experience with my son. And I, I mean, it's, it's horrible you, for, as a parent, you don't want anybody to have to deal with that. And you, you wish children well always, but that's his justification. And so I, one, one thread I picked up on was uh, Nicole Solis, as you said, saying, you know, your, your sick son doesn't justify right. totalitarian legislation. And Mike Stanton, who, who is surprisingly, you know, still considered a mainstream journalist. He's a journalism professor at U- oh. UConn. He chimes in to that's beyond the pale as a mother. You should never yeah. go after the person's son. She wasn't going after his son, no. her child, his son, his child. And he, in fact, Stanton ignored that he introduced it. He said, I am introducing this because of my son. She said, that's not your son is not a good explanation for this bill. That's not that's just responding to what he said. Exactly. Stanton is just, oh, you it's horrible. You people are beyond the pale. And yet, you know, the progressives like Stanton, if it were reversed, would be saying exactly the same thing and worse. So it's it's really an indication of how radical uh, how this wall that the progressives have built around themselves. I'm, I'm kind of hoping some of the pushback we're seeing against Bell among local Democrats is maybe they realize that they've, they've accepted that these people can don't have to defend themselves and can get away with anything. And it's going to hurt them in the long run, because that's, that's really, you know, you, you have to have standard rules and people have to be within bounds. And Sam Bell is a hypocrite. He's a liar and he'll do whatever it takes. He said, whatever it takes there's, and, just to get his socialist way. And so that's, that's got to be recognized in this whole ordeal. Well, in, in, and again, folks, our segment is politics this week, but it is Justin Katz, managing editor at anchorising.com. In D.C., they went to the home of Mitch McConnell. That was seen as okay because, well, of course they did. You know, he, for what he's done, he deserves it. They went to the home of, of Tucker Carlson. As you said, Justin, you can't have it both ways. If you open the door and say it's acceptable form of protest, then then that's what you're going to get. Then people start. And then, you know, it has been a problem in Massachusetts. I didn't see any objection from Mike Stan or anyone else as they were going to the home of Governor Charlie Baker. And then so if you, if, if it's OK to go home of Charlie Baker, then I guess it's OK to go to the home of the, the mayor of Boston. They, they don't like when it's like flipped on them. Now, as far as Bell, if, if you're going to reveal personal details on the physical health you know, his very young child, then I don't understand if someone actually sent you that email, why would you just show the name and the email address? If if someone sends you something that obscene and offensive, why are you protecting them? You're you're already revealing, you know, intimate details about your family. But but what you're protecting someone that would actually send you something like like that's the part I don't get. What there's nothing to prevent that. You could say, this is the email I got. This is the email address. And then maybe even let some people, you know, the way on uh, on, on social media, they, they find out who the person is and and then let them kind of go after him. But, you know, I come back to you. You remember the whole thing of Teresa Tanzi of, oh, you know, someone said that to me. OK, who was it? Oh, I'm not going to say who it was. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? This is your moment to, you know, bring it to light and hold them accountable. So. I, I always just wonder at something like that. He then, just a couple of days ago, again posted another picture of his son. And then all the people, oh, you're so brave. I, I think, Justin, there are people, It's they want to be a victim. They want to be considered brave, heroic. But at the same time, you, you, you are not allowed to challenge the fact that they're introducing this very personal you know, information into the equation and the defenders of how did like going after how dare you mention his son? No, he introduced his son on a piece of legislation, as a matter of fact. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there, there are a number of levels at this. It's not as if people have, no. have gone into his social accounts and are making hay of things he's kept relatively private right. among, so on his personal accounts. They, he's, he's promoted this. And not only that, but he's made it 
he's tied it to the bill. He's tied it yes. to his legislation. This is his explanation. That makes it fair game. I mean, you don't, you don't go after him. You don't wish them harm. You don't, nobody's done that. That I, well, maybe the, the more crazy people have, but, but the, and nobody with whose name we know has done anything like that. Right. The, the completely fair game. And as to the emails, yeah, and it was funny. Nicole Solis actually um, reminded me of a, of a good trick with these things. He, as you said, Sam Bell is protecting the identities of these people who are going after him by, by coloring over their names before he posts the pictures. But if you, if you change the contrast and the brightness of the image, you can see the, the name under it. And it wasn't a name. It was user three, four, six, seven, two, one, three, or something like that. I mean, that's, it was more or less an anonymous account which raises the question why are you crossing out an anonymous account yes yeah. <laughs> it even more anonymous it's because I, I i don't know maybe maybe in his you know he's he's worried about some legal repercussions which i tend to doubt it's it seems a lot more likely that these are are more or less fabricated instances and to the extent they're not they're people who don't matter they're, they're somewhere on the planet saying sending emails i mean if you're concerned send them to the police by all means but right uh, but to, to then make hay of it, just the whole thing, you know, I, I, my Sam Bell, I just, my sense is he's so, so scheming and so cynical. Yeah. This is just it, all the way along. It's just, a, I don't think he even wants to feel like a victim. I think he just wants power. He just wants yeah. to advance the cause and whatever yeah. it takes, whoever he has to insult or whatever, he, whatever he has to leverage, he will go ahead and do that. And I think that that relates to the entire progressive movement. They, the standards are always double standards. It's always whatever they do uh, to reinforce the Marxist cause is acceptable. And whatever you do, no matter how defensible, is unacceptable because you're on the wrong side. That's really yeah. just that simple. That's how he operates and it's how they operate. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. Much more ahead. Politics this week with Justin Katz right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus for heating and cooling. Call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com. Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359. And in Rhode Island, 401 401- 885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, I want to just uh, finish up on the, the Sam Bell thing, only because, you know, the, the more I think about it, like, why would any anyone that would send the things that he posted, that he supposedly, State Senator Sam Bell, was posting on social media, look at these things I got, which build more sympathy towards him, which goes after the other side. Then you start having, you know, it's these anti-vaxxers, it's Trump people, it's Republicans doing this. But for the life, I don't know why you would defend if, if anyone that would send something like that. It'd be like if someone got some kind of vicious hate mail in the mail um, with a return address. Why would you publish, this is what I got. This is who sent it to me. If you received this as an email, why would you, as you say, why would you hide the email? Put it out there for everyone to see. Let someone figure out um we we just had a woman in the news not we but in the news last week that finally admitted it was several years ago that she falsely claimed that she was kidnapped and it turned out that you know she was missing for several days that that she wasn't kidnapped i mean there are things like that there was the woman in in georgia a few months ago that everyone a woman of color everyone in her neighborhood was getting all this vicious um anti you know, racist uh, email or mail and so forth. And then they'd all come out and talk about it. She'd be one of them. And then it turned out she was the one sending it. So a woman of color was sending all this vicious, um, racist, you know, the Klan and white supremacy mail to everyone in her cul-de-sac, uh, you know, people of color. And then it turned out she was the one doing it. So, you know, what do you make of the fact that some of the progressives like Stan and others at no point do they even question the fact of whether or not 
actually true that this was sent. Well, yeah, I mean, you, it, you have to assume these days that anything from the left, um, particularly particularly race, hate, hateful race graffiti or what have you, yeah. uh, is, is probably a, a hoax, probably somebody doing it to draw attention because there's just so much value in being the victim of these things. That's right. So much, and there's so much play. I mean, I, I still am kind of shocked from a few years ago when there were I don't know, less, a half a dozen or fewer flyers uh, recruiting for a white supremacy group in, on the east side of Providence. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, just flyers weighed down in, in bags or something like that. And that had the mayor at press conferences. We won't tolerate hate, this, that, and the other thing. Look, if you're trying to draw attention for your cause, that's one way to do it is you, you just, it's a false flag. You, you, you pretend you're under attack and, and everybody rails and comes to your defense and probably starts sending you money. And that's, so that's, it's a pretty standard technique on the left there. So it's, it's one of the reasons, you know, I, I'm, I don't doubt that once you reach the level of having your picture on Tucker Carlson for legislation that you're, that you, you want to, force people to put medicine in their body and uh, uh, and to you know and find them fifty dollars a month and it's funny to watch progressives say oh that's not even that much oh, come on now you'll 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 get all upset for minor minor taxes for for working families but this is not that much fifty dollars a month plus doubling your taxes and your employer is going to get a fine oh that's not much when if there are people you, you don't doubt that somewhere in the country watching Tucker Carlson are people who are going to get so upset at the idea yeah. that some American representative would even think to do that, right. that they're going to send a mean email in the middle, middle of the night. Even so, it just it's just awfully convenient. And it's it's very much in keeping with the progressive strategy to to make up false stuff i mean he you start getting heat he starts feeling like oh okay his the other the other senators are being being pressured to remove their names start saying why didn't you tell me that was in that bill i look so bad now you know i'm never signing your legislation again so he's on a defensive what's a good way to do to get out of that oh they're going after me now look how hateful they are you know, I'm yep. just a victim. That's I mean, it's it's just such a predictable play that, you know, either he's leveraging that one or two loony people in the middle of the night who sent actually sent it or he's making it up himself. And at, at some point, at some level, it doesn't much matter which it is. Yeah. And on, and on top of that, I mean, Senator Frank Lombardi. Oh, well, his excuse. I didn't read the legislation. Well, you know, that that's just as disturbing that you allowed <laughs> your name to be put on something. To me, that explains a lot that that goes on up there that you didn't even read it but you know you're on to something of justin as you and i have both seen and discussed is there's there's some people there's value in being that they have been victimized and i go back to that you know it was a local reporter uh someone called left a message said you know you you weren't didn't look very flattering in that outfit that you wore on the news or on television or whatever and instead of just deleting it the way most of the time you do you know filmed herself listening to the message immediately had to post it uh, all these people, oh my goodness! And then you find out that this caller, this woman, supposedly supposedly calls the like the news station every single night, complaining about something that they see on the news. <laughs> so, but it's it's you don't let a moment like that go to waste. And finally, on the the situation with Bell, you just wonder where this was going. If you know, I even wonder was he going to name? You know, if this was going to pass, were they going to name it after the sun and? And, and to me, I, I think Nicole Salas had it right. It, they use it as both a shield, but then as as a weapon, as a, as a bullet, as, as she said it, because it, it feels like he is immune from any criticism. Um, I go back to one of the people that you and I have talked about was it was that situation with Tierra Max, Cynthia Mendez, who's going for lieutenant governor, that photo of them at the state house when, you know, Channel 10 said someone on there said it's a fierce looking picture and pose and then her reaction was there should never be any negative media coverage of me period end of story they look for ways to inoculate themselves any form of negative if it with with tiara mack if you challenge or question any of her proposals or idea it must be because she's a woman of color she's you know openly same-sex preference uh, it, 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 it's it's never on the merits of what they're putting forth. It must the reason must be you just don't you know like people of color or you don't like uh, 
people that are 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 gay or it it, it always falls back into the victimhood. I'll give you the final word on this. It does, and and I they're they're so extreme and so out there that I'm I'm kind of hopeful people at some point people they won't push back but they'll just stop voting for people for folks like that. They'll say you know what. Because at some point you're going to disagree. You're going to say, you know what? I don't agree with that policy. And it's not because I'm racist. We just need you to exit to the exit off the political stage here. And you're not going to get my vote. I, I'm kind of hoping that this crew we've got in there now are just so, so out there and so, so revealing of what they actually believe. And as a political philosophy, I mean, Tiara Mackey mentioned her. She was talking about the other day, she wants taxpayer subsidies for public transportation so she can go to New York for the better queer dating scene. I mean, at some point people have to say, you know, that's really not what this job is supposed to be about. Right. Um, And so hopefully it's all just been a kind of a quirk of politics, you know, a a lot of out of state money flowing in to support progressives at the same time, the national Democrats were uh, trying to get everybody riled up and hateful about Donald Trump. And that's kind of swept some of these people into office. And maybe hopefully that we're kind of seeing the water start to recede on them. Uh, on that whole thing. And, and um, you know, one other last note on this, there's, there's a story out today of some, I forget where, but some rep wants $30 minimum wage and to, that's what it should be. Now, you know, I don't, I don't even remember exactly where that individual is, but I am guaranteed they're going to receive email from all over the country of people that are going to be, are you nuts? You're a socialist. You know, this is why you can't do that. So when you are in a political position of power, this, this isn't a private sector person. This is someone who ran for office, has the ability to introduce legislation. You put your name on something. There's going to be pushback on something like that when it's it's that outrageous. Folks, we're going to take another quick break. Much more ahead. Justin Katz, Politics This Week, right here on The John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios and much more call them today for a free quote 401-732-1730 j perry paving they are tremendous they also how about this once a month they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran and remember whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed call j perry paving for a free quote it makes a huge difference in your property in your home in your driveway or patio 401-732-1730 j perry paving 401-732-1730 you can also find them on facebook they're terrific hey get that driveway paved call and book an appointment now 401-732-1730 for j perry paving our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at AnchorRising.com. Justin, in the CD2 race, Congressional District 2, this is the Langevin seat. On the Democrat side, it looks like very ultra-progressive. David Siegel has now entered the race. What I find interesting about this is in 2010, he ran for the CD1 seat, the Congressional District seat. That, that He came in third in that race. Cicilline won, followed by Anthony Gemma Siegel, and then uh, former... Uh, Democrat Party Chair Bill Lynch finished a, a distance fourth, but he he is someone that I, I will tell you uh, is a true progressive. He got a big endorsement from Elizabeth Warren. I'm curious curious to hear your thoughts on how this could impact the race. Well, it's it's interesting. I, I'm not sure what where he fits in this. It's kind of surprising to me that he would that that he can't work with say Seth Magaziner. Um, I mean, David, David Siegel, it's been, he hasn't been visible in Rhode Island politics in about a decade. I mean, he was yes. one of, he was an early part of the progressive movement. I, I believe he came in via Brown, which seems to yes. be like an right. opening, open wound in Rhode Island that, that draws yeah. a lot of, an, a lot of these progressive infections. Uh, but he, he came in with that. He didn't win the congressional seat and he's kind of disappeared. And he's, he's actually the director of a national progressive organization demand progress is what it's called this is not somebody who i mean i i'm i'm conservative activist somewhat and you know so i I sympathize with that and people in these kind of activist groups and think tanks but this is not somebody who ought to be in government there's there's really no you 
Rhode Islanders should have no confidence that somebody like this will ever break Rhode Island's way when it conflicts with progressive demands, progressive right. politics. He's in it for the progressive movement, not for Rhode Island. Uh, and so it's it's kind of interesting that he, you know, he would that kind of person would be t- typically you would look for them to work with somebody who's like a Seth magaziner who at least puts on a better face. Isn't 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 the director of a progressive think tank running for right. Congress. I mean, it's, there, there are lines there that I think people still intuitively respect. Uh, so it's, it's interesting that he doesn't, that there's, uh, it could be simply to, to, you know, gain some leverage during the race uh, for some reason, but with magazine or whoever might, whoever might become the front runner. But I, I don't, I don't think he'll get that far. It was one thing when he was just a young progressive guy running uh, and had been in public office, but he's been, a, most of his career now has been, in the progressive movement. I think that'll, that'll show out, especially during a year when there's going to be pushback on Democrats and particularly progressive Democrats. Well, just as, uh, just for the primary, uh, I, I'm going to take a different tact. I, I think he is someone to watch and I'll tell you why he has lived and breathed this. Um, you know, the rest of the race magaziner, you know, he's there, he kind of goes through the motion one thing about David Siegel, again, well-educated, he, he, he knows the progressive issues. He's more akin to, he did get the, an endorsement from Elizabeth Warren. He's a Bernie Sanders, AOC, Elizabeth Warren. I, I think Magaziner is to a point, but I think just the fact that he's the general treasurer and, and, and his background, I, I think Siegel is someone, when you get into some of the real hardcore progressives, just we're talking about the Democrat primary for September 13th. I, I think to what he does is he forces Magaziner to go even farther left. I think if Magaziner had a choice, he would keep in mind Langevin, you know, would never even draw a primary. Um, I think Magaziner would have chosen to stay a little bit more in the middle. That's that Ruth Morgan, Sarah Morgenthal, you know, I wouldn't say she's like to the far left and, and the rest of the races and so Siegel, he really comes in to me in that Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren role. If you're a progressive URI, South Kingstown, Narragansett, even Providence for that matter, but real far left progressive, when you hear the two of them, Siegel is, has better credentials for that crowd. So I think this, I believe this is really good news for the Republicans because <laughs> Magaziner, who who by all accounts is the front runner, he's going to have to move farther left to Matt Siegel, I believe, or or he's going to seem that he's almost like too moderate for the cause. Uh, the the general is one thing, but just to to get out of the primary, I I now view this as Magaziner one, Siegel two, that woman Morgenthal maybe three, and then Joy Fox four. Um, once you start to get down to that, but. If you listen to him, he's he's very well spoken. He's very well educated. He to me, uh, Justin, he was Matt Brown before Matt Brown was Matt Brown. <laughs> he's, and I also think it's interesting that he's not joining on with the co-op collaborative. So you know that use someone of his credentials in that. I think it kind of hurts them that he's choosing not to join up with them. I also see of that of that class, you know, him, Ruggenberg, Matt Brown, Magaziner you also see there is competition between them it's not as if they just say okay i'll sign on you and i believe the same thing i i think him you know he jumping in shows he's not about to let seth magaziner maybe get this what he would think would just be a quick free ride to to dc yeah, isn't it? Isn't it funny how all the progressive leading lights in that regard are, are young, wealthy white men? <laughs> but, yes. but yeah, but I, I, you know, that that could be the leverage I was speaking of. Was it was Siegel's in it to pull Magaziner to the left to some extent, yeah. and maybe win? I, I mean, we, we've talked again and again about how this is kind of Congress is now a once in a lifetime opportunity because nobody ever gets out of voted out of office once they're there, at least in this area. Uh, so it, it could be he generally wants it, but he, he could also be trying to just pull Magaziner to the left, which I, I agree would be helpful on the Republican side to because Magaziner will have committed to things. I'm not sure. I, I think, I think your ordering is correct. I'm not sure. Uh, even the, the young, young progressives in, in URI or, or in Providence, 
even they will, will be persuaded by others who say, yeah, magazine, magaziner is just as progressive, but he's more electable. You know, that'll, that'll still play with them. And I think put him over the top. The wild card to some extent is there's, there is, I mean, he's, Siegel has, I think, a quarter million dollars in his in his war chest at the moment. And from what I've read, it's about 91% out of state money. Yeah. So he taps into this, this you know, progressive movement that's that's looking. And that might be one advantage this year. A lot of they the progressives may be looking across the country and just seeing that anywhere that's even remotely Republican, they don't have a chance. And so they may be looking for places to park their money and get somebody really strongly far, far left. Maybe not Sam Bell left, but pretty close. And uh, I, they may conclude Rhode Island's a good bet for that and try to put Seagull over the top, which, which would make for an interesting primary. Yeah. If you, and I'll just say this, if, if you were, you know, again, you and I, if, if we were oceanography type people, far, far progressives down in South Kingstown, um, some, some of them, you know, it's kind of like the URI community. They, they fall into that. If you were to sit and just, you know, when they come in and they have a small gathering and listen to him speak about climate change and, and what the progressive policies should be, the, the, that's Elizabeth Warren, by the way, who's on the rise right now. Uh, she's taking a more active role. I think she's seeing an opening for 2024. Uh, her coming in, if she comes in and does a fundraiser for him, an appearance for him, let alone uh, this talk that if he could get like an AOC to come in and support him in a primary I I think that that I think that campaign could could be real. Justin, I'm curious your thought that uh, Ashley Kalis, who's the Republican candidate running for governor. And now we're learning that not only did she kind of have a run in with the Rhode Island Department of Health and the Westerly Police, but almost challenging the Rhode Island Department of Health. I'm just curious if you think, is that something as much as the media may think, oh, wow, you know, she may have litigation against the Rhode Island Department of Health. I, I think she may have stumbled into something that 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 could be a spark for a lot of independents and Republicans that don't like the way COVID was handled. Do you think that she could use that to her advantage during the course of the campaign, that she's actually like taking legal action against the Rhode Island Department of Health? Oh, I think so. I, I mean, um, the the first thing that struck me, and I think it was Eli Sherman with WPRI talking, the, reading the headline, you would think somebody broke up a fight between her. Yeah. And, and, but it was, it was really just the police were involved because they they the location was in their their building or something. And so it's not exactly a, you know, a, a police report like a reality TV thing. But uh, right. Yeah, I think, you know, for, especially on the right in Rhode Island, among conservatives, some there's always something. That, that is kind of the final straw that either either just makes you angry or makes you think this is something that I have to fix <laughs> just to make the world a better place. And so if, if this was that for her, uh, that, that could definitely be played up. Just definitely, you know, I came into the state, I saw how things were being run. You know, this, you know, this of course, requires to some extent that she wasn't at fault, you know, that she wasn't just trying to sabotage right. another because she lost the contract that if that were to come out, that would kind of throw things into a loop. But just on its face, it seems like the kind of thing that many, many Rhode Islanders will have that will, will sympathize with that story. Yeah. I will say, you know what? Yeah. You're, we're sending you there to shake things up. Especially, I mean, at least on the right, we're sending you there to go start fixing these things. Uh, and, and, let alone that the whole COVID response from the state, it helps her actually, I think, differentiate herself from that. I, I know one of the things that made me a little squeamish in her, her early video was, was showing people getting shots and saying, I helped with the COVID thing. And I, you know, okay, that might not be such a great selling point, but this, this controversy could help to, to distance her from the part of that, that people don't like. And, and finally, uh, the Boston Globe is reporting that, uh, Johnston Mayor Policina, who, you know, last March and April, you remember, he was a pivotal role in the selection of lieutenant governor and son got a job within the McKee administration. Now, here it is a year later, and he's starting to kind of distance himself from Governor McKee. Now, he's saying hey, he's listening to too many progressive voices going a little left. His son, who was working in the administration, has left the job. Granted, he's going to be running for mayor of Johnston, but there's still plenty of time between now and June. Um, I'm just wondering, Justin, if you think how much that could impact. I think, you know, we're seeing some cracks in the, the McKee administration as much as Policina may say, because I've heard that he's telling people has more to do with the driver's license for illegals. 
But I'm going to come back to, you know, this is the problem when you are the subject of an FBI probe. If you're the subject of an FBI probe, if you're an out-of-town business person, you're, you're reluctant to go into a meeting with someone like that. Uh, if anyone that's connected with it, it, it becomes kind of radioactive. People may cite other reasons and excuses, but, you know, I, I just I saw it firsthand. Is the moment the people found out, you know, you go back, CNC was the subject of an FBI probe. That's that's kryptonite. People do not want to come come in contact. They don't know if the person's being followed. Are they being recorded? Uh, people become very skittish about, you know, basic communication like a text or an email simply because then they don't want to get dragged in and called upon this or that. Um, I think that's really interesting that a, a year after one of his big vocal supporters, you also, I'm sure, recall just the, the kickoff for Governor McKee when, you know, that line, all the all the mayors in Rhode Island lined up behind him. I just wonder what what's going to happen with some of those relationships between now and the, the September primary. Oh, certainly. I mean, and it's, it doesn't even have to be necessarily entirely the radioactivity of, of an FBI investigation. I mean, it, there, there were three of the administration, one of them, you know, not really under McKee's fault. But uh, so you start to wonder when you're interacting with some like somebody like that, am I going to somehow without knowing it fall into the next controversy? Right. Yeah. And, and not only that, but McKee hasn't done anything to to support or, or keep the support of folks like Palacina. I mean, there's just no, he, he hasn't been a breath of fresh air from a more moderate standpoint. He's, he's just gone along with the progressives. He hasn't been particularly competent. So there's not a lot to advise uh, somebody to, to stick with McKee. And so you get this, uh, this sense that, uh, you know, Palestine is probably representative of a lot of people right down to individual voters who may not, you know, not, they don't have political machines behind them. They just are looking at all this and they're thinking the guy's under investigation. He's not doing anything for me. I'm going to, I'm not confident in him. I'm going to distance myself from him. Yeah. And it's particularly because Palestine is trying to set up his son, it seems for it to take his, his office. So yes. you don't want, you don't, he's got particular reason not to, to be very cautious politically uh, about that. And I think, so generally, I think he's indicative of a problem McKee has. And probably, I mean, if we don't start to see some real, real strong steps to have started to address it, I think you're probably going to have to adjust to him not not having a chance pretty soon in a prediction, because that's a, that's a pretty big tell of, of what's going on out there in the public. But it does directly hurt him because, as, as the article, I think, in The Globe says, Palestina does have a local machine. And that doesn't mean necessarily having you know a bunch of corrupt people doing stuff. It just means you know how to get votes. Um, it often means you send a postcard to a certain thousand number of thousands of people and they vote how you tell them. And so it's important for other candidates to be on that card with your endorsement uh, in that neck of the woods. So I think that that itself does start to very much hurt McKee. If, if, if Palestine is not even, you know, if, if he's souring on him, I think that that's, so it's directly telling and it's, it's also telling of the way the winds are blowing. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I excellent observation. Folks, again, our segment is politics this week. He is, Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, great job as always, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. Question of the John DePietro Show brought to you by Realtor Pat Elston. Call Pat today, 401-474-5253. There's a link right directly to her on the website, DePietro.com. Caldwell Banker Realty, based in Cumberland, 20 years experience, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Pat services all of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Contact Pat Elston today, 401-474-5253, and you can find her right on the website, dipetro.com.